Chapter 1. I am ready. Then Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break mine heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 21 verse 13. Divine providence is not more notably revealed in governing the motions of the clouds than it is in disposing and ordering the spirits and motions of the ministers of the gospel, who, in a mystical sense, are fruitful clouds to dispense the showers of gospel blessings to the world. The motion of the clouds is not spontaneous, but they move as they are moved by the winds. Neither can gospel ministers choose their own stations and govern their own motions, but must go when and where the Spirit and providence of God directs and guides them. This was evident in the dangerous voyage to Jerusalem in which the Apostle was at this time engaged. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem. Acts chapter 20, verse 22. He is alluding to the watery vapors that are bound up in clouds and conveyed according to the motions of the wind. This journey was full of danger. Paul foresaw that his business was not only to plant the gospel in Jerusalem with his doctrine, but also to water it with his blood. So effectually was his will determined by the will of God that he cheerfully complied with his duty in the will of God no matter what difficulties and dangers accompanied it. It was to Paul's great advantage that the will of God was so plainly and convincingly revealed to him touching this matter, for no sooner did he employ himself to obey this call of God than he was assaulted by many strong temptations to decline it. The first obstacle he met in his way was from the disciples of Tyre, who, pretending to speak by the Spirit, told Paul that he should not go up to Jerusalem. Acts chapter 21 verse 4. By this, the Lord greatly tried the spirit of his apostle, as he did the young prophet coming from Judea to Bethel, 1 Kings chapter 13 verse 18, but not with the same success. Paul's next discouragement was at Caesarea, where Agabus, whom the bishop Dorotheus affirms to be of the seventy-two disciples and had before correctly prophesied of the famine in the reign of Claudius, took Paul's girdle, bound his own hands and feet with it, and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Acts chapter 21 verse 11. Surely Paul was not ignorant about what to expect whenever he should fall into their hands, yet neither could this frighten him from his duty. But then, last of all, he met with the most severe trial from his dearest friends, who fell on him with passionate pleas and many tears, begging him to not take that journey. They could not give up such a minister as Paul. This melted him down and almost broke his heart, which was still easier to do than to turn him out of the path of obedience. Here, by the way, we may note two things. First, divine precept, not providence, is to decide our way of duty, and second, no kind of hindrances or discouragements will justify our neglect of a known duty. Paul moved past all these difficulties and overcame all these discouragements with this heroic and truly Christian resolution in the text. What mean ye to weep and to break mine heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 21 verse 13. In these words, we have both a loving and gentle rebuke and a quieting and calming argument. First, he lovingly and gently rebukes their fond and inordinate sorrow for his departure in these words. What mean ye to weep and to break mine heart? It is as if he is asking what all these passionate pleas and tempting tears mean. What is their purpose? 
They are but snares of Satan to turn my heart from the way of obedience. You are doing your best to break my heart. Let there be no more of this, I beg you. Second, Paul labors to charm their unruly passions with a very quieting and calming argument. I am ready. I am prepared and fitted for the greatest sufferings that will befall me in the pursuit of my duty. Be it a prison or be it death, I am prepared for either. Liberty is dear and life much dearer, but Christ is dearer than either. But what was there in all this to satisfy those who were troubled to see him go forward? Let us consider the words, and we will find several things in them to satisfy and quiet their hearts and make them willing to give him up. First, I am ready. That is, God has fitted and prepared my heart for the greatest sufferings. This is the work of God. Flesh and blood would never be brought to this if all its interests and inclinations were not subdued and overruled by the Spirit of God. In all this, you are working against the design of God who has fitted and prepared my heart for this service. Second, I am ready. That is, my will and resolution stand fully determined and my heart is fixed. Therefore, you cannot do me greater harm than to discompose and disorder my heart again by casting temptations such as these in my way that cause the flesh to rebel and the enemy that is within to renew his opposition. Third, I am ready. That is, my heart is so fixed to follow the call of God, whatever will happen, that all your tears and pleas to the contrary are but cast away. They cannot alter my fixed purpose. It would be better for you to be quiet and cheerfully resign me to the will of God. So you see the supplies and preparation of Paul's spirit to receive both bonds and death for Christ at Jerusalem. This made him victorious over the temptations of his friends and the malice and cruelty of his enemies. By this readiness and preparation of his mind, he was carried through it all and enabled to finish his course with joy. From this we observe that it is a blessed and excellent thing for the people of God to be prepared and ready for the hardest services and the worst of sufferings to which the Lord may call them. This is what every gracious heart is reaching after, praying for, and striving to obtain, but how few will attain it. Certainly there are not many among the multitudes of those who profess to be believers now who can say as Paul did, I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die for Christ.